Hi, I'm just going to read for you one verse this morning from Matthew chapter 1, verse 17. Thus there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Mitchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Those were the first words from the 1989 hit single, We Didn't Start the Fire, by Billy Joel. It was released in the year Joel turned 40. And the lyrics for the verses largely comprised over a hundred allusions to famous people and events which had taken place in his lifetime. We get something similar right at the start of Matthew's Gospel, which launches our New Testament. Only the time period it covers stretches a lot more than 40 years. Instead, it contains 40 generations, over around 2,000 years from Abraham right through to the birth of Jesus. As openings go, it doesn't exactly make for gripping reading. Lots of A was the father of B, B was the father of C, C was the father of D and so on. It can be very tempting just to glaze over or skip past it. Maybe if you have a reasonable knowledge of the Old Testament, there are a smattering of names you might recognise. Jacob, David, Solomon, maybe even Uzziah or Hezekiah, if you're really well versed in it. But on the whole, most of them are little more than names to most of us. But they're all part of a bigger story, a story of a people who have carried a hope, a story, a promise, down through the generations. A people waiting. As we have been reflecting on this theme of waiting over the last few weeks, this list does actually have something to tell us. At a very basic level, it's telling us that this story, which we will celebrate at the end of this week of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, it doesn't just pop up in a vacuum. God isn't just ripping up the script and starting again. This story forms part of a much larger narrative, stretching back generations, centuries, millennia even. At least to a strange promise made seemingly out of the blue to a man called Abram, or whom we may know better as Abraham. He was an ageless, or he was an aging, childless man with an aging, childless wife who received a promise that God was going to bless him, that God was going to create a great nation from him, that his name would be great and that the whole earth would be blessed through his descendants. And a few chapters later, God enlarges his vision, telling Abraham to look up at the sky, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. That's how numerous your descendants are going to be. Which is pretty incredible, 
for an ageing an aging childless man. And here at the start of Matthew, we see that that promise was kept. In the time Isaac was born. And generation after generation would follow. Just 40 are listed here. But Isaac was just the beginning. And it was all heading somewhere. To the baby whose birth in the stable in Bethlehem were about to mark. But it took hundreds of years to reach fulfilment. Matthew is telling us that what we're about to see is the climax of all those covenants, prophecies, promises. As Sarah and Sam Hargraves put, put it brilliantly, it is the crux of the whole grand story of God's interaction with humanity, funneled down into the most humble, unlikely setting possible. But it's not a straightforward story. It's a story which could have gone off the rails at several points along the way. It includes a period of slavery in Egypt, during which Herod, to all intents and purposes, tried to eliminate the people. It included a period in exile, when they might well have wondered whether they would ever be a people or a nation again. One of the more intriguing things about this particular list is it includes four women Tamar, Rahab, Ruth and Bathsheba although she's only named as Uriah's wife I don't have to go into all these details I did a sermon a few years ago about the stories behind these women and I'll link it in the descriptions of the video for an audio of this reflection for those who want to check it out but something that links them all is that none of these were the proudest moments of the nation. The story of the promise does contain some quite high moments, but it includes some quite seedy lows. It includes some quite not very nice men. But none of them were beyond redemption and none of the moments were beyond redemption. The unfortunate episodes don't need to be glossed over or written out. Because God can be at work even in the messiness. It becomes part of the story by which he saves the world. That doesn't excuse any of the spectacularly bad choices made along the way. Their bad choices brought so much misery, pain, heartache on those around them. When they were supposed to be a blessing. Without God it would be hard to find the positives a lot of the time. But with God they all became part of a rich tapestry. Leading up to the sending of Jesus into the world. Into another messy situation. They may be diversions. But they were all part of a story through which God rescues the world. For many of us, I suspect this year would be one we're glad to see the back of. I've seen some jokes about people not adding this year to their ages because they haven't really used it. And it may feel in many ways to be a bit of a lost year, a wasted year. 
it's certainly had its heartache and 2020 at best could be considered a diversion which let's be honest not none of us saw coming 12 months ago we might think it's just best written off but don't underestimate the raw material god can work with that's the message of these opening 17 verses of matthew Quite a lot of the stories alluded to in that list are far from pristine. But they're all part of the story through which God redeems the world. May we be able to see some hope in that. Not many of us, I suspect, will look back in 2020 and think, wow, well, that was a high point. But may in time we come to see that God was still at work in the mess. It may be hard to find the positives, but don't underestimate what God can turn for good. Grace and peace to you. Have a blessed day.